We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I honestly, you know what? I didn't know how I was going to start it. I just what did you just, just do? I don't really what know. Just what just happened? I, you know, I feel like every time I start the episode, I'm always like, "Hey, everybody, and welcome back." And I was like, "I'm going to try something different this time." And so, literally, I'm hitting record, and then I'm like, "Oh crap! What am I going to do?" And now, so it what? came out good Wednesday. <laughs> You said good Wednesday every morning, and that's oh, the most dyslexic thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, don't restart hi, the recording. Let's roll no, with it. This is this is it. Welcome. <laughs> Hopefully, this is your first time listening. Um, oh, my man. name's Jimmy, and he's that Dan. Made me cackle. <laughs> so, uh, anywho, we're back. How, how's it going, Dan? I don't. I don't know where to go from here. Uh, going good. We are in pre season man which means like real soccer is right around the corner none of this none of this bs international league stuff real major league soccer is coming it is faster than you faster than i realized because we'll talk about this sporting kc says their first preseason game is friday so yes and i'm sure we'll absolutely be able to watch it on tv right yeah nope not happening there they never do that uh... dude they used to like at least show it on like their uh you know, they, they like a live feed or something. Give us a Facebook Live or something. It'd just be fun. Yeah. Man, I'll watch it I during work. Care. I don't care if it's basically the third string Swope Park players. I'll watch it. Like, put it on. Yeah. yeah it's 11.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll take an early lunch. I'll put it on there. I'll pretend like I'm working when my boss walks by and I'll just start banging right. the keyboard and it sounds like something's happening. Um, I'll set my phone underneath my desk and make it look like I'm tying my shoe for two hours. Come on. <laughs> He's just really bad at tying his shoes, guys. I'm sorry. It's like, is he, like, is he asleep? a while. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Just He's watching just, soccer. He's got a very specific method for tying his shoes. It just takes him a long time. <laughs> it takes um, a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, there's been some news this week, both sporting KC and otherwise. Bit. So we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been, crazy snowy here in kansas city what's it what's it like in chicago we got a little snow man but you guys are nuts all right you guys got like nine inches i think we got like two and oh we, I gotta we got tell at you, least nine did you well people here they're always like oh my gosh oh the snow oh the cold and i'm like stop we're from kansas and we don't have nothing to block the wind all right so just calm yourself uh, but also I think it's worse here because people commute, man. They're out walking, they're out riding the bus. It just feels a lot worse because they're in the elements yeah. more than, you know, you're going into your warm car or something, you know? Uh, yeah. but it, however, this weekend's supposed to get nuts and I think it's supposed to get nuts back home too for the chiefs game, man. It's supposed to be like eight degrees. Oh my God. They said it's going to be the coldest game in the history of Arrowhead potentially. Tom, Tom Brady's so... too old, man. His bones can't be out there. Well, good. I hope his ass gets frozen to death because I'm brittle. tired of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. I don't need uh, it. I'm not here know. for it. They might be there again. So, I'm just saying. <clears throat> hey, don't you you watch your mouth? I uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I lost my head. A lot of Chiefs fans coming after you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you know so. it's easy to be pessimistic. I do that with sporting too. Like, up, oh, I don't feel good about this, and then you win, it and true. it's such a good feeling. 
<laughs> that is true. I, I I routinely get texts from Dan at halftime of sporting games, and he's like, "It's over. We suck. We're terrible." And and we're Just I'm like Dan, much. we're winning three one, and he's like, "No, no, no. It's it's over. We're, we've lost." Yep. So. And I'm like, okay, I can totally <laughs> stitch my jersey back together that I cut up. I, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So man, that look, it's gonna be freaking exciting. I for a split second thought about trying to buy tickets to the game and maybe flipping them to make a, a, a couple bucks here and there. Oh man. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I looked and they were all sold anyway. The cheapest tickets that I could find, like the second that the, the sale went live, they were already at like 300 bucks each. Boo. So, There's no way. Not I mean, I, I got a pretty warm couch, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a lot warmer in my house. It's a lot cheaper in my house. My TV is great. Well, so. it needs to get better. I feel like we could just have a podcast about the weather, but it, it needs to get warmer <laughs> because we're about to have soccer again at Children's Mercy Park. And I don't think the players like to play in cold because they're not allowed to wear pants. Uh, they rarely wear sleeves. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. unless, unless you're really it. And he's like, ah, see, told you guys I was prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been training for this my whole life. But it's like uh, maybe maybe a Mexican team coming here, they're gonna be like, God damn, it's uh, cold in Kansas City. And we're like, like Yeah, we what got the this. What the hell is this? Yeah. Viva, viva freezing. Like nine... <laughs> I don't think that's Spanish. Yeah, I think um, that means live freezing. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, uh they do play at nine thousand feet altitude in Mexico. So it's probably not blistering hot where they are. Like oh, it's really? a little thinner, might be a little colder in the mountains. Makes yeah, sense. So. Okay. But uh Children's Mercy Park does have that new electrical heating under the pitch now. That's right. So hopefully the field itself won't be that cold. But me personally, I would prefer it not to be freezing the first games. That'd be great. Because I don't want to be sitting on the outside of the press box with my fingers freezing off, not being able to tweet. Otherwise, I got my big ass North Face parka with like a furry hood. Makes me look like I'm going on an Antarctic expedition. My father yeah. makes fun of me. He's like, what the hell are you supposed to be? And I said, you know what? <laughs> You'll be laughing when I'm toasty and you're you're rubbing right. your feet because you're too it, cold. <laughs> it gets to a point where you throw style out the window and you're just like, I need yeah, to Yeah, I don't warm. give a crap. I don't need to look, so, I don't need to look pretty. No, All right, I'll be fine. Married. Marissa's not yeah. going to divorce you because of your Eskimo parka. Hell so. no. She's got one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. It's It's coming up fast. It's going to be fun. Um, oh man hopefully hopefully we'll see you back here at some point in the not too distant future and you'll you'll be able to go to them too so that's happening soon and and i tell you they're training as you listen to this podcast i'm sure down in the warm arizona sun and they are uh the boys are back boys are back they're back the boys are back and that is a great transition because that is the first topic I want to talk about today, because Sporting KC announced the club's roster for the 2019 preseason, um, as well as their whole preseason schedule. So like we said, um, they got this first scrimmage game, I don't know what to call it, on Friday. They haven't officially said that it's not going to be streamed, but based on past experiences, my guess is Maybe none of these games throughout the first, you know, two, three weeks are going to be streamed whatsoever. And it might be, um, I don't know, it, it might be that it's not till the, the, the very last game or so of the preseason that we'll, we'll get anything streamed. I don't know. So we'll see. But it's the Arizona Sahuaros is who we're playing on Friday. I do not. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what that is but then we got the phoenix rising fc trialists that are coming in to play sporting the following uh wednesday and then we got the fc tucson trialists a week after that so none of those are probably going to be streamed and then uh first week of february we got phoenix rising fc playing two 75 minute matches I doubt those will be streamed either because that's kind of weird. And then it gets a little confusing because Wednesday, February 13th, it says we're playing FC Tucson and the Houston Dynamo concurrently. Same time. That's what concurrently means. Yeah, that is what, you know, that that has been your word of the day with no other pod concurrently. It means at the same time. Um, I guess we're fielding two different squads. Makes sense. 
maybe put the swope yeah. guys and and your your second string down to play Tucson, and then but you don't say the C in Tucson. Did you know this? I found that I, out. I did know this. Yeah. Okay. Did, did you say Tucson? I was, I was like Tucson. You know, Tucson. I don't know. <laughs> Tucson. I'm an idiot. Uh, but then you probably play, you that's probably the true. main guys play Houston, right? Probably, yeah. Because that's only probably. man. This is what gets crazy. Is like we're supposed to be part of this mobile mini Sun Cup, which I think those two games are technically supposed to be part of. Yeah, but then, this is super mini. Oh, <laughs> a, a, a week later, we we got uh, Toluca in Kansas City. So, Whew. it's there's not a whole lot of real soccer going on before we take the field against Toluca. There's some, but I mean, we got whatever the Swaharos are and then two games against some USL. And I don't even know what FC Tucson is in, you know, maybe USL two. I don't know. Trialists. You know what? I wonder if our guys even miss a beat off season's not very long and they just got done playing a whole season together. So once they kick it back and forth, they're probably like, Oh, I remember everything about this dude. And how we meshed so well for the whole season. We didn't have a huge turnover of players. I mean, these are all the same guys. So, like, should we really be concerned that we won't be, I don't know, prepared? Should be fine. That's true. Yeah, we, it's not. So, you think about this time last year. We didn't have Johnny Russell yet. We didn't have Johan yet. Felipe just got brought in, maybe. Like, a lot of our key players weren't yet even with the team when we started preseason. And now not only are they with the team, but we've had an entire year where they've played together, the obvious exception being Christian Namath, but he even joined halfway through last year. So he's had some time on the training ground with these guys. So, And when was our last game? Like right the very end of November? Like almost December? No, absolutely. So it's been like a month and a half off, and you know they've been training and stuff even if they haven't been together. So I think you're right. Like we may not have to worry about them missing a beat too much because they're so used to playing together. Now there's been so little turnover. It might just be like, Hey man, this is like riding a bike. We're right back in it. Right. It's so. not like when you're getting a new, you know, a whole new back line or something or a, or a new central central midfielder. It's like, these are all the same guys. I think we're good. Yeah. Now, of course there are some, some new guys. You, you got, you know, Kellen Rowe, you got Rodney Wallace, you got Botan right. Barath and, and the draftees and whatnot. But um, none of them figure to be starters. Ike's not going anywhere, so we don't have Botan Boroth or whatever his name is starting back there. So right. that that first game against Toluca, I expect it's that standard four three three formation. That same pretty much eleven we saw all last year when we were being successful, just with the exception of instead of either Diego or Kyrie up top, it's Namath. And there you go, we're right back to where we were. So absolutely not. Not a bad deal. Um, there was a little bit of so we we'll, we'll get a little bit more into the draft. Um, Sporting KC picked three players: Kamar Marriott, Frankie Martinez, and Camden Riley. Um, we're not going to spend a ton of time probably talking about them because we don't know a ton about them yet, and realistically, they'll all just be on Swope Park for a lot of the the season. Um, but we do have them on the preseason. There's also this uh, this trialist. I don't know if you heard about this guy, Daniel Johnson. He's a midfielder who spent the last two years with the Chicago Fire. He's he's on trial with Sporting KC. So never um, heard of him. I didn't know much about him. I have uh, a friend who's pretty well connected with the Chicago Fire. So I asked him. I was like, "Hey, tell me about this guy." And he said, "If uh, he's talented, and if he can." sort of get it figured out the fire system is is kind of a mess so he's like doesn't surprise me it didn't really work at the fire but he goes if he can kind of get it figured out he he reminds him a lot of justin map like earlier in justin map's career when he was still good like i know that kind of that comparison probably doesn't sound great to sporting kc fans because we all know what justin map was when he came to sporting kc but he was a pretty solid mls player so he can play on the wing he can play in the midfield um i don't know We'll see. So it's just another midfielder in our crowded midfield that we've been building up all throughout right. last year in the offseason, <laughs> I guess. So we got like, what, 37 midfielders, I think, now? So, we got we got a bunch. Know, uh, and who knows if any will get any, any play with Swope or, or what. I mean, Swope lost a lot of guys, so I assume they're going to field the majority of these these players. 
Yeah, there there are four um, Swope Park players that are joining Sporting KC in Arizona. Um, Justin Bilyeu, um is is one, and then uh, Academy Products: Felipe Hernandez, Wilson Harris, and Will Little. And of of, of those four, um, I think Felipe Hernandez is the one that you hear a lot about. Uh, they, they, they seem to really like him and have a lot of high hopes for him, at least from what I hear um, in the organization. So there are some other academy players on the trip as well. I don't know who, if you all know their names or not. I'm not going to read them, but Sporting KC has a big old article about this um, on their website. So go check that out. But I guess my question for you is like in this preseason, given how short our off season was and given how little turnover there's been like what do you hope to for the team to achieve out of this preseason is it just to kind of like warm themselves up a bit and and just kind of like get a little bit back to game speed or or what what, what's best case scenario coming out of the preseason heading into that Toluca game the best case scenario for for the Swope guys for for Sporting KC sorry I, I jumped back but like this is obviously isn't like a competitive preseason. We're not trying to win the mobile mini sun cup. So like is best oh. case scenario, just, Hey, get the blood flowing, get a little bit back into game shape and, and, and hope you're ready to go for the Toluca game. Oh, I think you're exactly right. Um, just a little, little, uh, get the dust, the cobwebs off stuff like that. Get, uh, yeah, man, get the blood pump and ready to go. That's a guy. I think you're, you hit the nail on the head right there. Cool, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's all all you can hope for, really, at this point. Um, I mean, hopefully we get some matches that are streamed online. I know I'll be watching them, if, and as I know you said, you'll be watching them. I'd like to see any any sort of sporting KC soccer, but hey. We yeah, they haven't done it the see. last couple of years, man, so who the hell knows? No, and with, with just these weird mobile mini Sun Cup games, I don't know if we'll even get it at all, so we'll <laughs> yeah. see, but... Um, we mentioned that. What else, cro- what else you got? We mentioned that crowded midfield. One of those midfielders is is Gianluca Buzio, and and I don't know if you caught it or if you, um, if you read the Blue Testament article about it. But did you see what Taylor Twelman said about young Mister Buzio? I did not see that. Okay. What well, uh, what he said? What, what he said? He's on there. He's uh. He's uh, talking about the draft. He's on the, the MLS draft broadcast, and he just kind of slips in there. To be honest with you, I'd be shocked if Buzio is there much longer because of the amount of people that are calling for his services. Um, man, that really? kind of caught me off guard because I know he's only 16. I know he's talented. I know he's sort of in that national team picture in the future. Um, that sort of caught me off guard because I was like, well, dang. Buzio is one of the most, if not the most promising prospect we've got through the Academy coming in. Um, now someone asked Peter Vermees about it, um, in Arizona, they, you know, someone asked him, Hey, can you speak to this rumor that Buzio will be moving abroad at some point? And Peter's response in true Peter fashion, he goes, honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never even heard that nobody has ever approached the club or any of us, nothing like that ever. So. Yeah. So Twelman's just saying some shit, trying to stir it up. Either Twelman's got bad sources or, or doesn't know what he's talking about or, or Peter's lying. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, or a little bit of both. It could be a little bit of both. Um, but man, I don't know, I mean, man, Peter's pretty much straight shooter. If there was something going on, he'd be like, I can't discuss that right now. That is a good point. Cause even when <laughs> like, do you remember a few years ago before Dom got sold to Orlando city, there were rumors about Dom yeah. going to Olympia, Olympiacos or however you say it in Greece. And they asked Peter about it and he was like, yeah, we got an offer. We're talking about it with the player. Like we always try to work out something that works for both the player and the team. And he even so much as implied we were ready to accept it. It was Dom who didn't want to go. So I think you're right. If there was fire there, then maybe Peter would would be at least acknowledging that, hey, there's something. But a denial that strong makes me think, yeah, Twelman just got this one wrong. So I don't know. That's what it sounds like. Screw that, dude. Quit trying to get us all riled up. Uh, 
speaking of Buzio, though, did you see, so you know that like 10-year challenge thing going on where people post their, their picture of them 10 years ago and then what they are now? Um, yeah, isn't that just called Throwback Thursday? Pretty much, yeah. But, you know, someone gave it a new hashtag. What are we doing? But uh, Sporting KC did a someone pretty one. Someone gave it a, a number. Yeah, Sporting KC did, a, did pretty a pretty one, one? For, for Buzio. So go check out. Uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, Buzio retweeted it too. So not a not a bad little joke Pretty there. silly. Um, but the other interesting thing that sort of came up that, I don't know, did you see that there were rumors that uh, from Fox Sports Chile that uh, a team called Universidad Catolica was interested in, in bringing Felipe Gutierrez back? Because that made me my heart uh, skip a beat a little bit. I read, I saw the headline, but also didn't. Then Sam McDowell tweeted and said, "Peter said no, that's ridiculous." Yeah, they did. So you know, Sam Sam fired it or shot it down pretty quick. Um, sporting basically would be giving up arguably their best player, and as far as I know, Felipe is not unhappy here. So I don't think there'd be really much reason uh, for... he looked unhappy for a lot of games you think so dude i think so i don't know unless he's just an emotionless fuck he looks so sad all the time <laughs> um yeah i don't know i never I... really saw him smile i mean he just was he didn't really celebrate with people i don't know yeah we'll see i i like i there were times when he definitely was pumped up and fist pumping and happy. And, and he was joking around in, in the locker room. I think he might just be a generally more quiet person. Um, he's got a little kid, like family man type thing. Paulo Nagamura was kind of that way too. Like he'd, he'd go crazy occasionally on celebrations, but he's a little bit more quiet. He was always the first one to leave the locker room um, to get back with his kids. So I don't know. I'm not too worried about Felipe mm. being unhappy. I think he's fine. I think it's just his personality, but all I know is I don't want him to leave. So hopefully, uh, hopefully no, Sam's right. Definitely and, not. And that report was uh, incorrect. But the uh, the other bit of Sporting KC news uh, I'd like to get to here real quick before we get to some of our uh, listener questions is just to go over briefly who was selected in the Super Draft. <clears throat> and then maybe even just talk about the super draft in general because of how ridiculous it is. No, we've did already watched it. Did you watch that nonsense? I watched part of it, kind of. Like I had it on at my desk, like on my second monitor in the background, just kind of listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly to hear Taylor get mad at Bobby Warshaw because they were like arguing the entire time. Um, oh, who doesn't get mad at Bobby Warshaw? Fuck was, Bobby Warshaw. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, Taylor would say something and then Bobby would basically say something that was incoherent and didn't make sense. And Taylor would literally like, Bobby, are you listening to me at all? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's literally the opposite of what I just said. So it was pretty funny. Um, but I don't oh know. God. Did you watch I think it I at saw, all? I, haven't, I don't remember the last time I watched it. No, absolutely not. I just can't find any any fun in that. I don't know. No one else has a soccer draft and, and we do. And, and yeah. nothing really good comes out of it. No big moves happened. No one like traded away things to get the number one pick to take somebody. You know, it's not like the NFL draft. Well, it was last year, I think, in the draft when the fire traded away David Akam to Philly for like a million plus in allocation right. money. And that was like the biggest thing that had ever happened in the history of the draft. And then uh, exactly. And they were like, they were like, we're going to make the playoffs this year. And then they didn't. <laughs> yeah, and then a comp kind of sucked, and then Philly was like, screw it, we're just giving up on the draft altogether, and sold literally all of their picks to FC Cincinnati, and then uh, Philly's GM literally... Which was fine, because didn't they pass? Didn't Cincinnati pass on some of those picks? On a couple of the later ones, yeah. Um, and the Philly That's GM... That's hilarious. The Philly GM just straight up walked out of the draft about 15 minutes in. <laughs> like, they had a table, really? and he just was like, I'm I'm out. Why am I here? Yeah, so, why is he there? Well, they made them go. Was there free food or something? <laughs> well, they got to do the annual coach's picture, which is the best oh, part of course, to come out of the draft. Just, yeah, those are just disgusting. Those are just <laughs> gross pictures. It's always my favorite part of the draft is to see how awkward the coach's pictures are, and every team feels like they have to tweet out their own version of it for some reason. 
Um, of course. And Caleb Porter looks smug as hell in every single one, which makes me hate like, him. Yeah, he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, he's doing like a weird little half smile, and he's got his eyes all closed. And I'm like, what are you, like, stop it. Stop it. Dude, if you hear him in interviews, too, it's like, oh, dude, this guy definitely has bodies buried in his backyard. <laughs> I do not that like no Caleb joke. Porter. Uh, Gio Savarese had a creepy-ass, like, giant clown smile going on in his picture. Um, that's true he's a serial killer too but he, he leaves <laughs> bodies everywhere he won't even hide them yeah he doesn't even hide them orlando city's coach james o'connor just looked awkward like he was scared the whole time and then uh you had frank devor the new atlanta coach who was confused what a draft even is he's like why am i here what is happening um so it <laughs> it was just <laughs> a, a mess all around but it is it is the one thing about the draft i look forward to is that coach's picture just because i i want to examine every detail of it to figure out how awkward it is for everyone involved so right um but yeah sporting uh, sporting casey did pick three players they picked uh um kamar marriott uh, of florida gulf coast um camden riley of the university of pacific um, and then uh, Frankie Martinez, um, who's a center back, they picked in the third round, and then they passed in the fourth round pick. So we've got a couple of defenders. I think Camden Riley might have been a forward, I think. Yeah, so these are all swope guys, right? Pretty much. These are all swope guys. Yep, we're not we're not doing anything with that, so... That's that's why I didn't watch, man. It's just it's it was predictable. Yeah. So, Sporting KC picked the three guys, passed on the fourth one. FC Cincinnati passed on some of the picks they traded for. Uh, the LA Galaxy passed on some picks they traded for. Like, oh, here's my favorite thing that happened from the draft. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, FC Dallas took a goalkeeper named Dylan Castanera, or something like that. This was their fourth round pick. Here's the funny thing. This goalkeeper had just signed with Atlanta United 2 like a few days prior. So basically what FC Dallas did is they just screwed with Atlanta because now FC Dallas owns his MLS rights. So if Atlanta want to bring him up from Atlanta United 2 to actual Atlanta United, they have to trade for his rights from FC Dallas even though they've already signed him to their USL team. Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. And uh, Atlanta people are just like, what are you doing, Dallas? Why are you doing that? <laughs> and it's like, uh, why anything not? to troll you, Jive Turkeys, that's why. We love it. Well, and you know what the kicker is even more? Is that Atlanta had a fourth-round pick before FC Dallas, and they just passed. They could have picked their own dude just to prevent this exact thing from happening. They didn't do it. They passed, and so Dallas was like, okay, we'll take them. And now they're probably going to get like yeah. 50000 or $100,000 in allocation money down the road just because Atlanta's not able to play him unless they acquire his rights. So, well, I mean, they have talent and they they built a good fan base, but they're not exactly good with other things, such as having like too many DPs on the team or whatever they think they're trying to do down there. Yeah. It's just crazy. <clears throat> yeah, we uh we will get to that. I have I have a little bit of information I might be able to share on that. I got to I got to be careful what I share, but I'm I I have I have some insight. So we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. You got to be guys, just assume that Jimmy has all the information <laughs> and that he's holding out. Like he just he never tells you anything. And or if he does, he he holds you back and you can't tell the world. He yeah. just reels you back in, you know? It's it's the worst. I I do get a lot of information that is embargoed. I cannot. I cannot say because it will get. I don't know some, what that means. <laughs> it will get someone in trouble. But uh, but yeah. I, is I, that like a embargo ship? What does that mean? Yeah, it means like I. I it, it's been told to me, but I. I am not allowed to say it. Like it's. Uh, ah. Yeah. It's. It's basically like off. It, well. It's not off the record per se, but it's like you can't say it until a certain period of time that that you know they tell you. Like you got to wait a little bit. So. But, okay, thank you for using it in a, in a sentence because I honestly did not know <laughs> what that meant. An embargo ship. Um, I like that better. Um, Sounds better. I don't know. <laughs> well, but that's a tease. I'll get to that situation a little later because we did have a question about the uh, the Atlanta United DP situation. Um, right. But we do have a couple questions here. 
Um, we've pretty much covered this one preemptively. Riley Ayer asked, what do you think of the preseason roster in particular? What have you seen or heard about the Swoper Academy guys? Will any of these draft picks pan out? And what's the story on Daniel Johnson, the trialist? So, well, pretty much I think I covered that question for you, Riley. Not specifically as your question, but do you have anything else to add either about the Swope guys or the draftees or the trialist? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if there's much to say about them. Cool. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so we do have, uh, um, Garrett Alley on Twitter said, uh, he goes, this is a downer question, but which homegrown do you think will be the first one sold? Shallowy, Buzio, Lindsay, or Lil Coos? Um, Sounds like oh boy. Peter said Buzio's not being sold anytime soon, I would guess. But I don't know. Do you think Shallowy or Lindsay or Lil Coos have any sort of possibility of being moved? Uh, dude, probably, I want to say Shallowy. I mean, he's probably primed for a big a big breakout, right? Yeah. So, well, that's kind of a part two of Garrett Alley's question. He goes, who's most poised for a breakout year? Um, you could uh, You could argue that Shally already had a breakout year last year, but he, I mean, he's only what 22. He's probably going to continue his breakout party. And there has been rumblings about him going to Europe. Now sporting KC said, Hey, he's in our plans for 2019, but man, if, if he wants to go to Europe, I, I mean, it's going to be hard for sporting KC to keep people from, from talking to him and, and putting the idea in his head. And if he wants to go, I think you got to let him go at some point. Right. You got to uh you got to let the kid be a peacock, you know, you got to let him fly. I mean, that's what we did with EPB and and Peter said, "Hey, we're never going to keep someone from uh from their dream." So I think that's good though. Like, don't you think that it, it even if like EPB doesn't it doesn't work out in Europe or if Daniel goes and it doesn't work out in Europe, for me, it's actually a good recruiting mechanism for players to know, hey, you can come to Sporting KC, get playing time, develop, and we'll let you move on to Europe. We're not going to trap you here. Because it kind of can bring in some of that younger talent, don't you think? I think so. Um, you know, why why trap someone? You know, because then they don't want to... I don't know, it's like being turned down for promotion that you continue to try to get. Um, now you're going to be unhappy in your current role that you were trying to get out of. Yeah. Um, we've all been there, right? Yeah. Trying to get some job that they tell you, well, we just, we prefer you here for now and the next three years. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's not what I had. You made me fill out my five-year plan and now you're not letting me do it. Yeah. So it's not what I had in mind, but all right. Yeah. So now you got to jump ship and go somewhere else or just stay there and be miserable. Well, it kind of makes you wonder going back to Atlanta, like sort of what that deal is with Miguel Almiron. Cause he, I mean, everyone says he wants to go to, to Europe. But then Atlanta's like, well, we're not going to sell them oh, unless man. we get 30 plus million dollars. And then there's kind of this like stalemate where everyone's just staring at each other. Like, well, what do we do now? So, bro, our podcast, I just thought about something. Our podcast has probably changed someone's life right now. They're probably like, oh man, I was turned down for that promotion like four times. I got to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> do it. New year, new you. Just change it. <laughs> Changing lives, man. That's right. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd say Shallow is probably the one who is most likely to go, but hopefully not, you know. I, I mean, I think we got him at least through this year. But man, I mean, he's good. If he has another year where he's scoring 10-plus goals and, and leading the team, it's going to be hard to not have, whether it be a championship team in England or Scottish Premier League or, I don't know, maybe he misses Hungary and wants to go back home. And Who knows? You never know. So Turkey's buying a lot of players from MLS. So we'll see. Um, Guess we'll see. Could go to Turkey. Yeah. There's it's where dreams are made. That's is, is that the, the official tourism tagline of Turkey, Turkey where dreams are made. Um, Absolutely. We did get an email from uh, Kobe Roney. Um, he says, uh, Kobe Cobes. You know, I was thinking you guys could talk about Sporting KC tattoos and even ask followers to, you know, tweet their tattoos. Uh, he says, I personally have a big sporting crest on my calf. And, uh, you know, 
he just basically wants to know what do we think of sporting kc tattoos do we have any sporting kc tattoos and uh wants to know if any other followers have any tattoos so um i have zero tattoos oh, anywhere on my body um <laughs> because i don't like needles nowhere huh no but uh you got a little ink don't you I got quite a few tattoos. Yes, I do. Um, no, I do. I have, I have a. I have the Royals. I have the Royals KC on my forearm with a soccer ball at the bottom of it. So it's like, it's kind of a double thing. Like, oh, it's a Royal. It's Royals, but it's also you know Kansas City soccer. I just, I didn't want to put the crest on there. I don't know. I probably should have put the crest on there. <laughs> Who knows? You should get the old Wizards logo on there. How about that? That see, I thought that would have been cool too, but I really wasn't around. Like I went to one Wizards game when I was a kid, and it never stuck with me. And but, dude, I think if any other listeners have sporting tattoos, you should absolutely tweet it out and like tag us in it and hashtag it Sporting Ink or something. Surely we're, uh, surely me and and Kobe aren't the only ones that have something, right? No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it shows mm. crazy amounts of fandom, though. I mean, to do something like that to put money and permanent markings on your body for a, a sports team. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Especially if any of you are crazy enough to do that thing where it's like you've already tattooed Sporting KC 2019 MLS Cup champions or something like that. Because you see those every year where some fan is crazy enough to like uh, predict that their team's going to win, and they never do. So That's nuts. Yeah. If, if you've ever done that, let us know. But I, I like that hashtag, Sporting Inc. Um if y'all have a tattoo, tweet us at no other pod at jcmac03 at Dan Couser. Heck, you can tag Sporting KC if you want, but make sure you tag us in it too, and uh, and put <clears throat> excuse cool. me, put hashtag Sporting Inc. I N K. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we can finally get Sporting KC to be like, oh, they're doing some cool stuff over there. We should probably pay attention. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, good question. Thank you, Kobe. He also offered some advice for you and Marissa as far as where to look for a house. So, uh, I believe I forwarded that to you. Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. We should, uh, I don't know. We, we got something in the works right now, so it should, Ooh. it's pretty exciting time at the moment. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, and then, yeah, Eric Martinez, said, uh, how are y'all feeling about Toluca? Any insights as to what fans should feel confident or worry about? Um, does the team and coach have a history of dominating or choking in tournaments? Um, we've we've talked a little bit about this. Like We won't go over it too much, but pretty much we've said before that this is going to be a tough game. Like Anytime you play a, a Liga Emekis team, it's going to be tough, right? So especially it's going to be rough, eh? They're, they're, what did you say? They're 2-0 and already, I think? Um, they're 2-0. and They played a couple of two-week teams. I mean, everyone's kind of freaking out. It's like, let's just relax, okay? They haven't beat anybody yet. So, But they got their biggest test this weekend. They'll face the Champions League winners from last year in uh, Chivas de Guadalajara. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, historically, Toluca is very successful. They're one of the more successful fran- uh, clubs, almost said franchise, clubs in uh, Liga Mekis. Um, they had a little bit of a down 2018 Apertura because, you know, Liga Mekis it's split into basically like two different mini-seasons, Apertura and Clausura. So right now they're in Clausura, but they've already had basically half a season's worth um, in that first mini-season. They finished seventh. They lost in the first round of the playoffs to the eventual champions, uh, Club America. They also sold their best goal scorer to Chivas. Um, you know, so it's going to be tough, but I think they're beatable. Like, this isn't a team that, like, Sporting KC fans should look at and be like, oh, my God, we got no chance. It's also not a team we should look at and be like, it's going to be easy. But I think they're beatable, don't you? Yeah, I think they're going to have fun with it, though. I don't think they're going to go in, you know, with with a lot of stress. I think they're going to go out there, have some fun, and try to get the win. I think so, too. Um, I think it'll be good. And, and hey, it's going to be two legs. Um, so, you know, whatever happens in, in the first leg, we got to go back a week later and go play in Mexico three days before our first game in, in Los Angeles against LAFC. So... And what happens down in Mexico stays in Mexico. So hope it's a 
I hope it's not a loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I got as far as sporting KC related news and questions. Is there anything else you can think of that, that has happened during the week? Or are we ready to move on to some of the shenanigans going on league wide? Nah, bro. We talked SKC for a good 35 minutes. I mean, as, as the season heats up, there's going to be more to talk about, maybe some more roster moves on the way, but not oh, anytime man. soon. Um, you just never know. So, but yeah, that, we got a little bit of league news, right? Not, not too much. Yeah, we uh, so the biggest news was, I guess you could say Tuesday, MLS officially unveiled Austin FC as the league's 27th club. They'll begin playing 2021. Okay, yawn. Um, yawn. Vamos El Tree. And they said, <laughs> they were, uh, Garber was like, yeah, El Tree, apparently Mexican national team fans, El Tree. But the, Don Garber was like, oh, yeah, I hope they they keep continuing the success in Minnesota and L.A. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. First of all, Minnesota should not be in a conversation with L.A. or the word success. So yeah. if you're talking about fan base that's always sad, then, yeah, Austin, go ahead and be like them. But uh, definitely don't say that they, they've been successful. I do think Austin or I hope Austin will be sad because I just really don't like pre-court. Um, I think Vamos El Tree is the stupidest motto or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, and it's like, let's go, let's go to the tree. I mean, is that what they're saying? Like, I don't know. El, El Tree I, is not their anything. crest is like a whole tree. Yeah. El, El Tree is not anything in Spanish. Tree is not how you say tree in they Spanish. They don't know what they're doing. Um, Bro, one of their reporters was like, oh, and they're putting FC at the oh end, which means football club. I was literally and it's like, to don't that. talk to people like they're preschoolers. Yeah. I Well, I couldn't tell if it's because she didn't know or if it's because cause like Austin's not a soccer town or if I don't, she didn't think supporters apparently knew. Apparently that gal. Yeah. Apparently she's from Kansas City, that girl who tweeted that. Oh, that's upsetting. Don't do that. I mean, she's a native from here, but she doesn't live here anymore. But she, in her bio, it says she's from here. Who knows? She's probably a baseball fan and is now trying to cover some soccer in a new market. It's an exciting time down there. So when you have the initials FC, well, what does Sporting KC mean? I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Get out of here, numbskulls. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll start in 2021. But Corey Matsat pointed this out. Um, I'd seen this too. I wanted to. I wanted to bring this up. Did you see their list of official chants they passed out at this event? I did, and it's like, all right, start start studying, and we're gonna have a chant after the city council vote or something. Oh my god! So the first the first chant um, is Austin FC, vamos El Tree, and I'm like, guys. That, Come on. Like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's the chant. And then okay. their second one is just Matthew McConaughey going, all right, all right, all right, Austin FC, which I don't even know how that's a chant. Like, you just say, all right, all right, all right, Austin FC over and over again. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I literally don't know what's happening. Here's the worst one, though. It's called 7-4. Apparently, they just chant repeatedly. Seven four, seven four. It's not the score. It was the vote that got us all our brand new home. Because that's what the city council vote was I... when they approved it. I'm like, you're turning city council votes into chance. It just, I, I don't even know. Go look on. You can find it on Twitter. But like, oh, I, it's a yeah, it's terrible. And they have the song "Won't Back Down" just as a chant. They literally just took a verse and the chorus and just pasted it in there. And they're like, yeah, we'll just take, make this song a chant too. I'm just like, what? And they, they have them numbered. So like the capo will hold up the number. They're like, all right, number one, like it's a, like it's goddamn marching band, dude. We were in marching band. You know how that was. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what this is. They're like, all right, number four in your pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) Number four in your pamphlet. Well, they call it the, the hymnal too. It's the official hymnal. I'm like, what are we in church? Yeah. Like, number five on now, your list, number one on your hearts. Here we go. After after we've all <laughs> taken communion, please uh, open your hymnal to uh, to to hymn number six, the classic "Won't Back Down" by Tom oh Petty and God. the Heartbreakers. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> if that's a 
if that's a church that they got going on, if that's their little soccer church, I want to be a sinner. I want to sin. I want to go to hell. I'm done. Yeah. I still have my doubts as to whether it'll be successful or not. I mean, I know you. No, yeah. we'll be trying to save. We'll trying to be saved. Save the trees here in about oh, four burn years. Burn them down. <laughs> save burn, the trees. Burn them down, please. <laughs> uh, we got. Oh we have too God. many tree-related teams in MLS. Why are we not talking about this enough? The Timbers already have the corner market on the trees. Now we got Vamos El Tree. Like, what is going on? We don't need more trees. So. Oh my lord. I don't know. I don't know. This this just in though. Worlds of Fun has renamed the ride the Patriot, the Patrick after Mahomes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is this breaking news? Newsflash, mid pod. Yeah, breaking news. Well, breaking news Tuesday night oh, when we're recording funny. it. Um, <clears throat> that's pretty funny. Um, well, yeah. So we can all make fun of Austin FC, which, if you didn't know, stands for Football we Club can. to indicate they're a soccer team. Um, what? I thought it meant Future Club in 2021. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't. I, I just, I didn't know what it meant. I thought it was just you pick two random letters and you put them together, and it's just, oh, okay. No. Um. Uh, poor girl. She probably didn't know. And we're shaming the hell out no. of her. We. She. It's not I'm her not, fault. She's a ding dong. No, I'm not even shaming her really. Like, because you know, <laughs> pre court got up there with his pretentious ass and was like. We're going to be called Austin oh, FC. Yeah. And did you know the letters FC stand for football club to indicate that we are a soccer team? It's like, shut up. Oh, he's a horse's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from Columbus crew. Go ahead and go tank your new, your new project there. Bitch ass. Well, cause he was the one that was so strict about like, we're not the Columbus crew. We're Columbus crew SC because we're a soccer club. So I don't know. Does right. he have a thing for these letters where he's like, we need to make sure people know where yeah, we play soccer. Like, there's a lot of sports. Gotta we let play know. soccer. Uh, yeah, running around on a field, kicking a ball into a goal. It's not clear enough. We got to explicitly make sure people know it's soccer. So, ah, boy, I'm just annoyed by the whole situation. But yeah, 2021, we're just getting more teams all over the place. The playoffs, uh, you know, we're gonna have 30 teams in the playoffs. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah. Um. So Corey Matzat also pointed out. Uh, has there been any word on what might happen with Atlanta or LA Galaxy's 4DP situation? So we had another question oh, earlier gosh. in the week where someone was basically like, hey, what happens if you're not compliant by the roster compliance date? To which the answer, I think, is that's not an option. Like, you, Yeah, I think you just don't play yeah, soccer. You have to be compliant. Um, it's not like the NBA where like you go over the salary cap and you just pay a bunch of tax money. It's like, no, like I think you have to. Or you can't, like, you probably forfeit every game until you are compliant, is my guess. Um, right. But LA, I have no idea what's going to happen. I've heard that there are rumors that either one or both Dos Santoses, the Dos Dos Santoses, might be on the move, um, which wouldn't surprise me. I've heard that too. Because they're, they're not very good. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I think they'd rather have Jonathan there than... Uh... Giovanni. It might be, which is weird because I feel like Gio dos Santos was like the real big name coming in and he just has not been very good. Um see I didn't Giovanni, I I just think he's a like a I don't even consider that name a Mexican name. I just want it sounds Italian to me. I'm like Giovanni, Giovanni get in there and spaghetti, you know? It's it's a whole thing. Yeah. That that that's exactly what Italians sound like. So Yeah, Giovanni, what are you talking so much, huh? What are you talking? Yeah. It's almost as good as the people in Austin are at Spanish. Um It's almost it's almost Mexican Mamos too. It's, uh, they get all This is why I mean you ever heard uh uh Yeah, I I what? was just gonna say I'm I'm still stuck on Vamos El Tree. I'm sorry, it still makes me mad. This is why white people shouldn't be allowed to come up with chance. <laughs> like you, you know it was a bunch no, of white people dude, we, who did it. White people gotta stop adopting other ethnicities language you know you know people see that we're uh black people mexican people that we we say things and they're like damn they're just stealing our words and making them stupid making it worse like <laughs> like yeah we pick up people's lang lingo you know and and like black people did it first 
Hispanic said it first and we just, we ruin it. So they got to go find something else cool. And then we just take that just like we took all this land. We're just, we're bad people. The white, the white race is not good. Damn white people. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I see. Yeah. I'm moving back to your bad Italian. You got me accent. on a tangent. <laughs> no, I, sorry, sorry. I was walking. I was watching the shop on HBO. You ever watch that uh, with LeBron and them? I have not watched it, but I've heard of it. Is it good? It's LeBron's LeBron show. They're in a barber shop. They're talking about real world issues, and there was a thing they were talking about where they were like, you know, like white people stole did steal our stuff, and they stole the way we talk, and they, you know, we made it cool first, and we got to we need to own that, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, they're right. Like I find myself saying things sometimes and I'm like, I'm not cool. Why do I think I'm cool? <laughs> Why am I saying that? Yeah. Knock it off. Yeah. So I, I ain't saying dope. Why would I say dope? Yeah. I don't know. Cause maybe you yourself are dope. So you can say dope. I'm not, I'm not dope, You're man. Not dope. I don't say anything. I'm too fast, too furious. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So LA, I don't know what they're going to do with their, Dos Dos Santos, they're not going to get rid of Zlatan. We know that, and they're not going to get rid Talking of Spanish again. Ro- there you go, Roman Alessandrini. He was the only other good player on their team, so it's got to be one of the right. Dos Santos. Um, Sam Stachel, as far as Atlanta's DPs, published an article that basically was like, "Here's Atlanta's options." Now, Atlanta is weird because technically they don't have four DPs yet. They still only have Miguel Almiron, um, Joseph Martinez, and um Ezekiel Barco um what happened well the problem is there's this guy Pity Martinez from River Plate down in Argentina and he's basically all but confirmed himself that he's going to Atlanta and it's like the worst kept secret in MLS that he's going to Atlanta it's just Atlanta hasn't officially announced it and they can't have 40 P's so that's where all of these Almiron rumors come in and there's been rumors about Newcastle but that's when Almiron's own agent was like, yeah, we agreed to terms with Newcastle, but Newcastle and Atlanta are about 10 million pounds apart on what they think he's worth. So there's no deal. Um, so Stachel basically lays out these options. They sell Almiron as one. Okay. Yeah. Loan Ezekiel Barco now and sell Almiron in the summer. Okay. That's not one. Or they can... M- excuse me, move either Joseph or Pity Martinez. Well, we they're not going to move Pity Martinez because they don't even have him yet, and Joseph may not leave. So basically they got to do something. Pity's coming. We know that. It's looking possible that Almiron might get sold, but it's also looking a little bit less and less likely every day that goes by. So I don't know fully what I can say. What I will say is, Keep an eye on option two that Sam Stachel said. Loan Barco and sell Almiron later. From what I've heard, that is a not unlikely scenario. So Barco may be loaned out at some point. So that's that's what I can say without getting into too much detail that might get me in trouble. So there you go. Okay. Probably Barco being on, on loan. Um, the last little bit of MLS news I was just going to say is Toronto FC sold Vic- Victor Vasquez to a team in, in Qatar today. And Victor Vasquez, he's 32, but he's one of their best players. Um, is this Toronto FC just basically being like, screw it, we're rebooting it all, we had our little run, and now it's it's time to rebuild, do you think? I I had not heard that, so that's pretty crazy. Um, seems like they got something going on. Yeah, I mean, like they were they were really bad, um, really really bad last year. Uh, they they put all their eggs in the CCL basket, but I I don't like Giovinco's getting older, Vasquez is getting older slash isn't there anymore. Michael Bradley's getting older. They're one of their best young players, Lucas Jansen, who was a, a a Tam player last year. He's he's not on the roster right now. Maybe they'll buy him. Maybe not. I don't know. It's just this feels like it's kind of like. Josie Althorpe's hurt all the time. Feels like this is kind of the end of that window for Toronto, and it's time for them to just kind of blow it up and hope they can rebuild it. So, who knows? Okay. But Sounds exciting. Um, one last question to, uh, to finish this off for you. Um, this was another user question. Thought this might be a fun way to end it. Um, 
what happens first in MLS? The league is no longer a single entity. We get pro-rel. There's actual player free agency. Or turf will be outlawed. Those are the four options. No single entity, pro-rel, real free agency, or no turf. Do you think any of those are likely to happen? And if so, which one do you think will happen first? If you had to choose one, wouldn't you choose pro-rel probably? Uh, No. That's not the one I would choose, actually. No. Yeah. What would you choose? I would choose player free agency. Um, you think so? Okay. I think we're still a ways off from it, but I think the owners are going to fight ProRel every chance they get because it's not the business model they bought into. They bought into and spent hundreds of yeah, millions of dollars in some cases buying into one business model where their investments are protected. Why would they, for the good of the sport, all of a sudden just be like, yeah, let's bring in a hundred other potential teams to take money away from us. So I think the, U- the USL right. might have pro rel in between their leagues. So, um, yeah, it's possible. Good call. Turf will never be outlawed. Good question. Turf will probably never be outlawed. Cause you know, it's just in too many stadiums, even though it's not preferred and MLS will never give up their single entity structure. I don't think so. That's that. Okay. But that makes sense. Well, sir, we uh we almost went a full hour once again with uh, a ragtag collection of topics and no game. So I think that's, that's all how we, we got. Do it. And it's not gonna stop anytime soon because we're gonna have a we're gonna have a game to talk about next week. No, <laughs> With the with the little scrimmage we got going on here, yeah, we might be able to to glean some information if they write a recap. But I don't know. We'll see. Who knows what they'll do? Yeah, but uh, you know, I'll follow. I'm always following the players on like Instagram and stuff. So they're down there training, and Daniel's happy to see Johnny again. And it's uh the bromance is back on. You know, yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. We're we're almost there, man. Um, yeah, dude, I'm jacked so close we can taste it so uh (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening for sticking with us through the off season um you know we try to make these entertaining every week we appreciate you guys um sending us topic ideas sending us questions tattoo one was great hashtag sporting ink um if you guys got got any more ideas like that feel free to let us know you can uh, tweet us at no other pod and send us a message now um because our dms are now open which we didn't realize got them open, they man. They weren't before. Um, so open DMs, slide the, it, uh, slide into those DMs. Um, yeah, that was uh, uh, who 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 was it? Andrew McPherson told us that the the DMs weren't weren't open. So yeah, so hey, it, some people may want to ask. And he questions, was asking but about the super draft too. So yeah, so thank you for that question, Andrew. Um, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, but yeah, some people might want to send a private message instead of a public tweet. Totally cool. We'll 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 answer it on the pod. We'll we'll shout out your name if you want. We won't if you don't. Um, but shoot us a message at no. Slide other into pod. our DMs, people. Slide, slide in. Slide. Um, at JC Mag zero three at Dan Couser. Those are our personal Twitter accounts. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. And then of course you can always shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail dot com. Um, and yeah, give us a rating and review. We, uh, yes, we always could use those, right? So we're at 90, 10 more, and we're at 100. Let's go. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure as always. And, uh, we'll be back next week after the first preseason game. So for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Giovanni, thank you so much for listening to the pod. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.